those are my favorite podcasts when I'm just like, Whoa, it's been an hour. Oh my God. And like, that's, I think what we're hoping too, when you guys listen, like we're hoping these are your favorite podcasts too, because, uh, when we get to be curious and ask questions and just kind of learn about people, um, like you said about Harper, uh, Harper made, uh, Amanda, <laughs> say, say her name. Um, same thing with Tess. Like I didn't know too much about her. So it was just a fun time for me to get curious and dive in with questions. And I just really, really enjoyed it. Welcome to Modern Happiness, where we believe happiness is a choice. Our goal is to share how we and our high-performing guests choose happiness, covering topics such as fitness, mindset, relationships, business, and much more in today's world. Here are your hosts, Matt Mahalik and Taylor Sleaford. What is up, happiness homies? We have a killer episode for you today. We are going to do the Modern Happiness Podcast Wrapped. Watch out Spotify. We've got a year in review. It's going to be super fun. Matt, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good, Taylor. Guys, you can't tell. We are virtual. We're doing this over Zoom. I'm still in Connecticut. Taylor just got home from Florida. I got, I should say you got home from being home. (laughs) <laughs> in your parents' house in Florida, yeah. just landed in Denver. Can you tell that I'm tan? Ooh, I see a little, yeah, a little color there. A little red. Yeah. Uh, but I'm good, dude. Yeah, we were talking about, we were talking before this started, um, just feeling a bit tired between travel. Uh, I don't know how much the two hour time difference, you know, makes me tired, but uh, drinking over the holidays and then just like, <clears throat> oh, yeah, just, fe- just feeling it a little bit, a little bit of that fatigue, been running a lot. I think I got like, almost 40 miles in this week, which I'm realizing as I'm saying that, maybe that's kind of adding up. So yeah, just feeling a bit tired, but that's the holidays. It was super fun. It's always good being home with my family. Uh, the girlfriend came home, met the family. Uh, so that's been fun. How about you? How was Florida? Oh, it was great, dude. <clears throat> Weather was nice. Um, my parents live in this like incredible small little beach town. And there's just, I I can't remember who I was talking to about this the other day. I love the mountains. I love Colorado, but like the ocean is just like my happy place. Like I, I can't describe it. I could just like sit there on the beach in the water. It's just like something about it. It's, uh, my mom jokes, vitamin C, vitamin S E A. Um, so yeah, it was just good. Good to be this in the sun. And, uh, I worked quite a bit, but, um, also nice to j- just get away and, and reset. Um, so quick, let's do a sort of rapid fire to get started. So this, this episode will air in the new year. Um, <clears throat> what is your, what's been your favorite part about Christmas or the holidays? It doesn't have to be like on Christmas day, but I'm curious about being home, that sort of thing. Uh, it definitely is, especially getting older, um, being more present with the whole, yeah, we have all these Christmas traditions and it's always like you try and you think it's going to be like it was when you were a kid and all so happy and jolly. And it felt like it snowed 12 inches every Christmas when I was younger. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, every little piece of it, opening presents, it was such like magical moments. And now it's just it's just a bit different. It seems like it goes way faster. Um, so it just. And then like, I only see my family, you know, I come back to the East coast twice a year. So really trying to focus on being present with them and, you know, they're in their sixties. So 
how many more Christmases do we have? Who the hell knows? So again, really trying to be present with those moments, uh, which I would say I could do better at. I've been on my phone a bunch, um, looking up NFTs, <laughs> researching NFTs, uh, on my free time when I'm not working, but, um, yeah, really like pausing, seeing these moments as we go through these traditions and, uh, just kind of taking it in and, and, um, really for myself, like internally in my own head, I've been expressing a lot of gratitude, uh, for the town I grew up in, for my family and how close we are and the amount of gifts my mom gets us and my, and my dad gets us and all those things. Um, so I think my favorite part, uh, well, I will just combine that with like being able to come back to my hometown, uh, is nice. Uh, I'm happy to have left it, but being able to come here and, and like I said, I have my girlfriend here, so we're running through the town park and I'm like, oh, this was, you know, my first kiss. This was uh, where we play baseball. And I, hit, I hit a home run over here and like telling all these little stories, um, super fun reminiscing. So yeah, just, just kind of grateful for, um, I guess, slowing down and being home with family and family and uh, family. That's really it. Family. Yeah. How about you? Awesome. I love it. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's interesting. Like Christmas has changed so much, like as a kid, I loved it so much. The anticipation, like Santa's coming, we had all these traditions and then, you know, I have a pretty small family. Um, we have one grandparent that's still alive and we went, we went and saw her, but just with COVID actually hadn't seen her, um, in two years. Um, but she just wasn't soon got lunch with her. Um, but basically just me and my parents and, you know, it's just like, it kind of doesn't make sense to do all the craziness, like, um, with us, which it, but at the same time, it just feels different. Sometimes it's like, okay, we do these things. We have these meals. Um, but like, why, you know, kind of thing. But my favorite part this Christmas is we went to dinner. We went to one of our favorite restaurants on Christmas Eve, um, and we ended up just reminiscing on old Christmases and it was just down memory lane. And it was, it was really cool where like my dad would say like, Oh, remember when we lived here? And then my mom would be like, Oh yeah, there was like, we tried to install that playground set and it went against the like neighborhood bylaws. And then the neighbors behind us fought for us. And then remember when we, like we went, we spent one Christmas in Charleston when I was like 10 and stayed in this super antique hotel and it was just like probably 45 minutes of like everyone would have something and then like all these things i hadn't thought about and um yeah it was cool it's just like like you said really put it in perspective and just like a really nice moment um where especially like as you get older like life changes and living somewhere else and even being an entrepreneur i'm like i try to balance like okay i do need to work some but also like i want to enjoy it and uh yeah it was just it felt like uh time stopped for the couple hours we were at that restaurant. So that was really cool. Oh, that's awesome. I love, love to hear that. Yeah. So shall we get started? Yeah. We're going to, we're going to do a top five, uh, our top five podcast, and we might do some honorable mentions. Um, why don't you start us off, Matt, your top, your number five. Yeah. So it was really cool to kind of look back on our previous podcast and also to like kind of see how far we came, uh, it was very, you know, not, I love all of our guests. And I thought, I thought so many of them have so much value that they provided. 
Um, so if anyone's listening and you're not on this list, it's obviously nothing against you. I think also, you know, the, the more later episodes, they're just more fresh in, in my mind. Uh, so that might contribute to this a little bit, but, uh, it has been cool to see the guests that we've had, the conversations that we've had and, and, uh, all that stuff. Um, but I will start with my number five being episode 23, Traver Boehm. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that, that was, um, I, I have this conversation with a lot of people and, and we even, you know, I have chatted with some, uh, modern happiness, avid listeners. And uh, this one does get brought up a lot. I know some of our friends too have brought it up two time listener, Billy. I know he really loved this one. Um, but what, what came up to me was this, um, was when he was talking about going home and asking his girlfriend, like if she want to have sex and he's like, if she says no, like it doesn't affect me. Like, I don't let it ruin me. I'm not like crying. Like, Oh, she doesn't love me. He's like, I can go out and shoot my bow and do some archery. I can work on my project. I can start, you know, working on writing that book. I can do all these other things. He's like, a lot of people have this pie chart. And that's what I wrote down on my notes. It was this idea, this pie chart that like a lot of people, their girlfriend or whatever is like 90% of their pie chart. Then maybe there's 10% of something else. Um, but you know, it's that codependency. And he's like, I have my pie charts filled with so many things that if she doesn't want to hang out with me or sex, or she's going to go hang out with her girlfriends, like I can go out and do my own thing. And that has just always stuck with me because I just think it is so important. Um, and recently it's been resonating with me so much reflecting on that and, and thinking about, for me, it's not my girlfriend as much as it is my business. And if things are going well in my business, am I letting that ruin my day in life and all that stuff. Or, you know, I have other things that, that I have like this podcast and our friendship and, and my girlfriend and, you know, uh, now training for this 40 mile run and all these other things that I can fill up my chart with that my life isn't solely dependent on this one thing. So he talks a lot about a lot of stuff and I know you did a course with him and kind of, um, being a leader in your community and, uh, the nice guy versus the, the Marlboro man and, and being the tough guy, uh, which again, I think is such an important conversation, uh, which is why I just, I think all around that podcast was so good. And the fact that he like did his year, you know, year to live and spent a month or 28 days in a, you know, completely dark hut with no light for 28 full days. Um, just the whole podcast was so cool. And he's got such a great story. Um, it was not just valuable, but it was incredibly entertaining. So that's why Traver is my number five. Mm, I love it. I'm not sure where to go here. I've got Traver later down the list. You want mm. me to come back to that and just, name yeah, yeah. Five yeah. Right come back now. to that. Hit me with number five. Um, yeah. So th this was interesting how I ranked my five. Um, it was more either, uh, what I really enjoyed or something that stuck out to me. Mm -hmm. Um, so number five, I have Sergio, which is our most recent podcast episode 51. Um, and really the takeaway, I really just enjoyed it. There wasn't, you know, it, it's interesting, um, being in personal development, being a life coach, leadership coach, entrepreneur, there wasn't like really any aha moments. There wasn't any like, you know, big, takeaway me. I, I learned a little better about real estate. I would say if anything now, like when I'm ready to buy, he's the guy I'm going to. Yeah. Um, I think the cool thing for me is he's probably the first person I would say he's definitely the first person we've interviewed. Um, 
and maybe like one of the few people I know that is so like, so on top of it in terms of personal development and mindset that that's not what he does like full-time for work. Mm -hmm. And that was really interesting, right? Like you talked about Traver and I'll dive deeper into him. And, you know, he's kind of in that realm of coaching our inner circle of friends are really good friends. Like even like, um, you know, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll talk about this later. I've got Austin Rowe as an honorable mention, but you know, he owns a gym and even though it's fitness, there's still very much about relationships and, you know, and personal development and Sergio, like on paper, you know, does real estate. And I think what's powerful, why this is so important is this shows goes to show that like, this is the stuff that matters, like getting right with yourself, um, figuring out what you want in life, figuring out why you want it. Like, I feel like it, this, everything I'm saying is a plug for like, come work with me. Cause I'll help you figure these things out. Yeah. Um, but he's living out the example. Right. And I know like, if you haven't listened to the episode yet, he, you know, it, he's on the path of maybe doing some sort of, sort of coaching, you know, outside of real estate and that sort of thing. But, um, I think it just goes to show and, and a quote that I, I learned this year is personal development is business development. And I really believe that. And I think personal development is relationship development and personal development, um, is finance development. And like, I really just think it starts there. And I, I think he's just such a cool example of like living it out and like, man, uh, and I know it's not like he has it all figured out because none of us do. And he'll admit that. And I believe he's, he said that on the podcast, but man, if you listen to it, you're like, there's something special about this guy. Like even just hearing it, you're going to pick up on his energy. And we were in the room with it and it's just, it's contagious. Um, and that like in reflection, I don't know that I noticed it while we were recording. Like that was the really cool thing to me of like, you know, he's an example of someone who's not just like preaching. Cause that's what he does for a living. Um, it just l literally has like, makes his life so much better. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Sergio has an honor, honorable mention for me big time. Um, just because yeah, like you said, it was super cool to see someone who doesn't do this for work. You know, he works in real estate, but he's so on top of this stuff, he's doing all these things. Um, and I think what super stood out for me with the Sergio was, you know, I mean, he's had PTSD yet. He still says you can choose happiness. And I get in these conversations with people who don't necessarily agree with that. And it's like, all right, well, we've talked to so many people that do agree with that, but here's coming from a guy who's dealt with PTSD, depression, anxiety. Right. And, and he's realized that the only way to, to get out of that is to start making better choices, to start choosing this happiness for yourself. Um, so yeah, I, I love Sergio's big honorable mention for me. And, uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, I think here's what we'll do. We'll do five and four. We'll do some honorable mentions. Then we'll do th three and two, a few more honorable mentions. Then we'll do number one. How's that sound? Cool. Uh, why don't you let me hop on number four? Cause it's piggybacking off your number five. Perfect. Um, so Traver Bohm, I kind of like cheated a little bit and I've also got Steph Ganowski in here. Um, because the, <laughs> I'll throw her in maybe it's an honor, honorable mention because it's like kind of the same takeaway. And, um, as you mentioned with Traver, uh, I, I might've had him higher, but I did end up doing a coaching course with him and I've, I've gotten to know him on a deeper level. So I don't know if I'm biased a little bit, but <clears throat> pulling directly from the podcast, um, you know, it's right in line with what you were talking about, Matt. And, you know, it's interesting today on the, I flew back from Denver or sorry, flew back to Denver and on the plane, I came up with 21 things I learned in 2021, um, which I'm going to post on Instagram. 
Um, on Instagram, I'm just, this will come out Friday. Um, I believe that's New Year's Eve. Um, I'm just going to post the things and then to my email, uh, list, I'm going to, I'm going to go more in depth, what each one means one liners. Uh, so if anybody wants in on this, send me a message. Um, I can send it to you. I will have already sent it out by the time this airs, but, uh, if you're curious and number one is always be building something. And that's something I learned from Traver. And that's something he talks about in the podcast. And that's something he teaches in, in his course. And it's like, you know, to, to echo what you said, Matt, you know, if it is relationship, I think that's such a, a crucial thing, like always be having something. And then if you ask a girl out and she says, no, okay, cool. Brush it off. I'm going to go back to building this, my business, my fitness training for something like my woodworking, like whatever it is, you know, have shit going on. And he talks about, he's like, I mean, some of the best relationship is, advice is go live a dope life and then the rest will come. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that, you know, the interesting thing is he talks about covert contracts and codependency and a covert contract is essentially like, you know, for Matt with you and I, it would, a covert contract would be a contract that you and I have, but only I know about it. Right. So if, if I'm like, oh man, I'm going to like do these things for Matt, I'm going to pick up things for him. I'm going to like, you know, run some errands for him, or like, I'm going to drop off chocolate muffins for him at home. And then you know, he will, uh, he'll drive to the mountains when we go snowboarding. Cause I did all these things. And then all of a sudden it gets to, you know, we're talking about going to the mountains, go snowboarding. And he's like, Hey, do you want to drive or should I drive? And I'm like, what? Like I thought it was assumed. Right. Or what Trevor talks about in a relationship, you know, a classic example of a husband gets home early or partner or whatever. Um, he cleans the house, he puts the dishes away, makes dinner, the wife gets home. She's like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And he assumes this means, Oh, like we're going to have sex tonight. Yeah. You know? And, but it was never communicated. Right. And, um, that can be a very slippery slope and, and, you know, ultimately it, it ties into codependency of like <clears throat> so many people. And I've definitely been there. I think, especially back when I was younger, like college, I, you know, many relationships, I don't think I realized at the time, but it, it was kind of my everything. And if that was good, then I was good. And if I wasn't good, I wasn't good. Um, and so tying in, you know, Steph Ganowski, what's, what's really cool is um, I wrote down a quote that she had, but she said, women for the most part, don't always remember what you say. They remember how you make them feel when a guy comes across fully confident and he comes across fully authentic and doesn't need to please her and still feels good about himself, regardless of what he does. She thinks that's a strong man. When women think of a strong man, we think of a man that's unshakable mentally and emotionally. It's not about the muscles. Your strength comes from you mentally, your mental and emotional control. And I think that's what's so cool and tying those together is really just this idea of like, if you can just live life and be confident, like it's a, it's going to be attractive, you know, and you're going to, you're going to be in a better headspace, you know, um, which is interesting as I, so kind of last thing I'll say on this, this list I was creating number 16, I kind of tied these together, but <clears throat> I wrote unfuck withable confidence comes from a deep understanding of who you are and what you want out of life. Once you know that it's just a matter of not compromising on those things. And, you know, that's really what I learned from them. And it's funny because when I've done that, my life has been better when I'm always building something, when I like have a dope life, meaning it's still for 
what I think is dope, what I want to be cool, you know, which is not going to be true for everyone else. And when I'm happy, you know, that's when, if it's a relationship, girls are more attracted to me. If it's business, that's when clients want to work with me. Um, rather than chasing that for some ulterior motive. So, uh, yeah, always be building something. Yeah, that's great. I, lo- I love how you finished that too, because, uh, building something for yourself, I think that's where we get caught up. And that's why I'm personally passionate about, you know, being an entrepreneur. And I know it's not right for everyone, but if you're, if you are a person who's unhappy with the corporate job, um, I know for me, it was like, well, I'm building someone else's dream. And I didn't really have any passion towards that, uh, which is why I've taken the path that I've had. And just along what you're saying, like, if you're building something that, that you believe in, that you love, everything else seems to like fall in order. You, you feel better about how you're showing up, like waking up early. doesn't seem like a task. You know, I could never be an, a morning person. Well, you'll feel that way because you don't like going to work. So you don't want to wake up, but yeah, if you're building something that you love and care about, um, easier to be a morning person, easier to get excited about stuff. Uh, and like I said, then the rest kind of falls in line. Uh, if we're talking about the women, right? Like, wow, this guy is just so self-assured, so, so confident. Um, and it comes from a place that like, yeah, I know, I know what I stand for in this world. I know what I'm building and you know, the opposite sex can feel that and vice versa. It doesn't have to be women, but, <laughs> um, yeah, that's great. I think that those are two like great intangent, uh, posts. I had Steph as a big, as a big notable mention, uh, just that quote you had it was so good. Just like, um, yeah, damn, if you said it again, but it was like that, um, unshakable. Yeah. She said, when women think of a strong man, we think of a man that's unshakable mentally and emotionally. It's not about the muscles. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think what's cool is like, I've noticed as I've become more confident and like some relationships that they didn't end up working out. But like when I said no to certain things or just kind of stood my ground ground where I'm like, look, I'm not, you know, this is a priority. I'm, I'm not going to skip go to the gym or like, I can't hang out for another week or like, you know, and I, obviously you got to communicate things. This isn't just like mm. be mysterious and like, you know, <laughs> or try to be like an asshole. Um, but like, I've also been in the place where I'm like, you know, I'll do whatever or I'm like trying to say the right thing. Mm. And instead it's like, ah, actually like, I don't necessarily agree with that. Yeah. You know, and I don't, sometimes we don't have to, but like, um, all of a sudden it becomes more attractive. Yeah. Well, you end up, cause ultimately do you, do you want somebody that's like, can't think for themselves or isn't going to like, say what's on their mind. Yeah. Well, you get down the trap of <laughs> trying to please that person. And then you're unhappy because you're not doing a single thing that you want to do. And that's where, you know, 20 years later, resentment comes up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, just, just what you said, right. Like, uh, I mean, it's, it's communication. It's, we're not playing games. If you all of a sudden feel like I'm not going to respond because they didn't respond for two hours, you know, it's like, what are we, what are we doing here? which I know is a tough thing to go down kind of a different conversation a little bit, but um, you know, just, this is going to tie in towards the end, towards the end of this podcast, but like just being yourself, you know? And if you feel like if you, if you look at your text and you're on your, like, we're all on our phone, right? Just respond. Uh, so anyway, um, awesome. Yeah. So my number four, and this is solely because of kind of what it meant to me. Um, but it's Ryan Fisher. Mm. And I would say as a podcast as a whole, probably not my favorite podcast, maybe not my favorite interview. We had some good laughs. He's an awesome dude. Um, but this was just kind of a moment for me to be like, I, when I quit engineering to move to Colorado to be a personal trainer, 
I wrote down goals and I was like, I'm going to be on the barbell shrugged podcast, which was like my favorite fitness podcast. Uh, and it was, you know, super popular, especially in those times, maybe fading in those times a little bit, but super popular fitness podcast. And I was like, I'm going to be on that. Cause I'm going to be such a good trainer. They're going to want me on there. And of course life changes, goals can change. Um, but Ryan Fisher had, had, has been on the, the barbell shrug podcast. That's where I found him originally. Um, his own podcast became a part of there. They had like a little barbell collective, uh, which kind of broke apart, but, um, you know, anyway, but, but then Ryan Fisher was like a big, uh, role model for me when I was, um, programming CrossFit for my gym, uh, in Colorado. Uh, I would use him as inspiration because his workouts are awesome and super fun. And, uh, he does it a little differently. So I would, he would post some, I would screenshot them. I would try and do some things like he does. Um, and uh, yeah, just a super big inspiration for me. I loved his whole story. Uh, and then we get the opportunity to, you know, we travel to the CrossFit games with the intention, you know, we set our intention. We're like, you know, if, if we had fun, we won was kind of our intention there. But, uh, but yeah, we wanted to interview, you know, a big name or two and, uh, uh, you know, get some people on the podcast and we got him on the podcast along with Ben Jewelski of wad prep, which were two awesome names to have. Um, but it was just this moment of being like, oh, Holy shit. Like I always wanted to be on the barbell shrug podcast or like, I've been looking up to Ryan Fisher for so many years. Now he's going to be on my podcast. Like how fucking cool is this? And, and now we have a relationship with him, which, uh, you know, it's so cool. I've met him a few other times, one time in Montana. Um, and, uh, yeah, just to be like almost one of those goals, you know, uh, actually funny enough, talked about it with Ben Jewelski, who for me was a honorable mention, but he talked about writing goals down, writing his goal to be the like bass championship fisherman, whatever, totally forgot about it. But a year later he ended up being the championship. Right. And that's kind of like my goal with, with being on the barbell shop podcast. I had this goal kind of forgot about it because I stopped being a personal trainer. I became a photographer, business coach. Uh, but then here I am now Ryan Fisher is going to be on my podcast. So it's funny how these things work out. And it was just for me, really just almost more like a, a surreal moment to be like world's colliding. Oh my God, all this, like being in New York city, want to be this personal trainer. And then yeah, being able to interview Ryan Fisher was super cool. And then just to kind of, to put a bow on it with the interview itself, which was super fun. Um, but for Ryan Fisher, uh, being a pretty big personality, you know, on Instagram, quarter million followers, uh, runs a great business, but, uh, you know, he's truly himself. When you see him on Instagram, he's so authentically himself. And that was a lot of stuff that we talked about on that podcast, um, which I just think is just something so important for people to understand, living a happy life to be yourself and good things will happen and good people will come your way uh, when you truly be yourself. And, and he does that so well. So that's why he's number four. Yeah. I love that. I think, uh, you know, Ryan Fisher was definitely a fangirl moment for me. I would say both of us, just because being in the fitness industry, like he's, you know, one of the top guests we could ever get. And, um, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. I would say like nothing earth shattering. I, I really enjoyed the conversation. Um, but it definitely was pivotal for a number of reasons. One, it was, you know, it was really that moment. And, and I think this is funny for everyone. There is a moment when like, you feel like you've made it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I, I know those moments, like as a strength coach, as a fitness coach, as a business owner, I like, <clears throat> I actually, I should think more on this being a life coach because I used to feel weird calling myself that. And then there was just a moment where like people actually see me as this, like 
I tell, I say a lot, like you, you need to believe it before the rest of the world does. And then it becomes a point where it's like, no, this is what I am. And everyone recognizes that. Um, and I feel like that was kind of the moment for us with the podcast, like getting a big guest and, and not just that, but after he was like, that, that was, that was a good podcast. Like I, I think we covered everything and you know, it's, it's not that we needed that validation, but it was just that, okay, that confirmation. We're like, we think we're good. We believe we're good. And okay, cool. And, um, yeah, the, the big takeaway for me was one, he's, he's the real deal. Like you, you never know what people are going to be like. He's very active on social media, especially Instagram. And like, he's just, he, he is who he is. And I love that. You know, it's, it was cool. We got lunch after him, spent half a day with him. Um, and he's just very genuine. And he like literally cares so much about, the people that he programs for and the people at his gym. And that really stood out to me. Um, and then it's kind of like, it just, it makes you realize like we can do that. And that, that was a cool moment. Like it's tangible and not that I want to do what he's doing specifically, but like to grow my business and to have an impact. And like, you know, it, it's kind of like, you know, people look at like Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan and it's like, well, they, they learned to tie their shoes one day too. Mm-hmm. But then like, where was the gap? And I think at some point people just stop or they don't believe it's possible. And so it's cool to spend some time with somebody um, that's very high level and be like, okay, cool. Like I could get there. Like he's not, he is special, but he's not that special at the same time. So that, that was the cool takeaway. Yeah, totally. And yeah. And like, yeah, he, he makes millions of dollars a year um, and has like, he barely has a team. He like kind of has an assistant. He has someone helping, you know, run his gym in person so he can travel, but it's not like he has, you know, a giant team, but to be making a few million a year. Yeah. It's like, okay, super tangible, uh, super possible. Um, and then the last thing I'll add on that because you brought it up, uh, to feel like, yeah, we made it where it was so cool when Ryan Fisher was like, I want to be on some podcasts, you know, on his Instagram story, uh, who should I be on? And we were like, dude, let's ask everyone to reach out to him and say, you got to be on the modern happiness podcast. And he told us, he's like, dude, like 50 people DM to me saying you got to be on the modern happiness podcast. He's like, so I had to do it. Uh, and yeah, that was just cool to have that support because you know, how many people, how many people get that support, right? I could ask that, you know, probably for my other ventures and I might not get that much support, but for you all, you listeners and everyone, we messaged that day to actually go out of your way and, and message Ryan and say, get on the modern happiness podcast. Um, that was huge. And that, that was amazing. Um, so not only having him on, it was great, but also having your guys support to even to, to make that happen. was huge. Um, so yeah, that, that was, it was just great. It was just a really cool moment. All right. Honor- Throwing an honorable mention. Is that the plan here? Yeah. Give me, give me like one or two. We could speak for a minute or two. <clears throat> um, okay. I'll go Austin Rowe, episode two, good friend of ours. Um, the biggest thing that stood out, I, I, I basically, I went through, you know, from one to 51 and just saw the titles and who do we interview? And, um, his quote about how fit are you to, um, exactly what I wrote down, you know, run a mountain, how fit are you to, you know, lift a rock? How fit are you to have a hard conversation? Yeah. And I love the way he framed that, um, because that is like fitness, so many people think about fitness in terms of just like physical activity or nutrition. Um, but being fit is like your ability to live and respond to stressors. Right. And that's part of it is like having a difficult conversation, like doing hard things, being resilient, 
Um, and ultimately for me, the reason that's an honorable mention is I think it's really important. Like I can't, you know, tell someone to live an optimal life without fitness. And I, I believe it's a part of happiness and like, that's my own personal belief, but it's like the more that, and, and this is like a theme, everyone we talk to, right? Like people like, you know, Teresa, who she has a yoga practice and she's got, she's gotten in across there. Right. Um, Amelia, who I'm going to talk about later, like when she was on our podcast, she talked about running even, um, sorry, who was it? Uh, Amanda Harper, who runs a jewelry business. Like she talked about, um, you know, fitness and, and I really, I just think it's, it's innate within our human nature, within our DNA. And so many people look past that. Um, so yeah, I, I love that one. Yeah, dude, we're, uh, we're right on over here. We're left nuts tingling. Your right nuts tingling. We're feeling it because yeah, I had Austin too. And you know, it was our, it was our first guest. Um, but that was exactly my thing. You know, I think we still talk about it to this day. Uh, you asked the question, what is being fit? And yeah, he listed, you know, with the classical fitness stuff, but then said, how fit are you to have a tough conversation? You know, all those things he went on. And I remember that moment sitting in, in, in his gym recording that podcast, we kind of looked at each, I don't know if we looked at each other, but we both just like smiled huge. And you can see on the camera, cause we're like, this is gold. And it was just such a great, great uh, response to that question. And then, uh, yeah, just to piggyback off what you were saying about fitness, I had that exact same thought as I went for my walk before this podcast. And I was like thinking about my top five and, you know, I was like, are there themes here? Are there themes from all the episodes? And I'm like, yeah, that's fitness is one of those big themes, you know, Austin, uh, I'll, I'll go through my little list over here. I have all my honorable mentions, but like, even just looking at the ones I wrote down, Austin owns gym, right? Savvy. If you follow her and she was episode four, she's got her fitness routine. Uh, she's got a few of them. Um, you know, we talked <laughs> talk to Colby who is opening up his own gym. Uh, Steph can ask, It'd like, probably be easier part. to find somebody who doesn't have a, a movement practice, but I don't know that we have anyone. I don't think we had a single one. Yeah. And you could, I mean, not, it's not unintentional to have someone who doesn't or someone who's out of shape. Yeah. Like these are the people, you know, that are living happy lives, doing great things. Uh, fitness doesn't have to be their thing, but it's a part of their life. And then, yeah, it's so important. And, uh, Yeah. Uh, I will throw, I'll throw another one out there for another honorable, I'll do an honorable mention. Um, what should be Colby Nepp? Uh, something I constantly think about this is episode 13. And he had this line, we talked about masturbation. We talked about all this stuff. He's kind of a men's coach, um, kind of middle-aged men, men's coach to really live a healthy life. Um, and uh, in his program, he talks about in like the first week or the first or second week, he gives his guys like a list of, so many things to do, you know, no sugar, no alcohol, uh, eight hours of sleep, like screen time, one hour, like all this stuff. And then of course, in the first day, two days, they fail. And he's like, I set them up to fail on purpose because that is life. I want to get them comfortable failing. Uh, so they realize like, it's okay. Nothing happened. You failed and you're still alive. And now we get to learn from those failures. Cool. What did you fail on? Well, I had a donut. I had sugar. Great. Uh, you know, and then they have that conversation, right? So leaving these to be short and sweet. Uh, I just love that kind of have, I just think about that all the time, sending your clients up to fail so that they know, Hey, this is fine. You're going to fail. This is part of the growth and part of the learning. Um, and I just love that. That's something that he does intentionally. I love it. Um, <clears throat> should we move on to where are we at? Number three. Yeah. Number three, number three. 
Um, okay. I'm was because going into this, I didn't know anything. Sorry, Taylor. Sorry, um, I, had, I had a little glitch on the Zoom over here. Can you start with number three again? Yes. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Uh, number three, Amanda Harper. She owns Harper Made Jewelry. Um, lives in Denver. This one was interesting because um, going into the podcast, I didn't know much to anything about her. Shout out to Deuce for, for finding her as a guest. Um, and she was phenomenal. And I think, I think the big thing for me was like, I just really enjoyed this conversation. There were a lot of similarities that like resonated with me. Um, just growing up, she talked about kind of being introverted and just being creative and just needing a way to express her creativity. She talked about fashion. Like originally that's what she wanted to do. Um, and I, I just think there's, there's so many cool things that maybe we don't normally talk about, like even fashion and like, it's just a way to express yourself. And it doesn't mean that you have to wear like Gucci or Prada or like whatever the things are. Um, but like look good, feel good. And like, it goes into confidence and it's like doing the little things that like, you know, allow you to show up. And, um, you know, I, I think the really cool thing was she talked about letting go. And when she like, has had all these pivotal moments in her life, starting her business. And then especially like, um, her most recent, you know, project within her business is called the ear kit. I don't know a lot about earrings, but, uh, what it do say it is revolutionizing, um, jewelry, earrings, et cetera. It's basically like, I think there's like hundreds of variations you can do with different combinations. Um, really, really cool project, but, she it's like all of her best work has come from a place of like not forcing things. And I think that's a really good lesson and it's definitely a balance. And we asked her about this. So like, I won't dive into it. Listen, go listen to the episode. It's episode 40. Um, how do you manage like, you know, with her, it's like a lot of times it's with seasons and even Matt and I talk about with our business, like we have deadlines to hit. Right. So how do you manage? Like you got to do that a little bit, but also like, you know, letting go of the expectation of the outcome. And like, that's really like when some of your best work and how do you do that? Uh, I think it's different for everyone, but it could come like, she even talked about like creating jewelry. She did just like, she realized I need a creative outlet. She was working some sort of corporate job and started making jewelry for fun. Never like, Oh, I'm going to make this so I can sell it and make money and blah, blah, blah. Um, it was just something she enjoyed. And so, um, yeah, I think that's a cool lesson and it really resonated with me. And it's a good reminder that like, if I, if I'm feeling stressed or I'm feeling overwhelmed or like, you know, something doesn't feel right on my business, it's okay to take a step back or even just in my life. It doesn't have to be business, right? Something doesn't feel right. Like, okay, why are you doing this? Um, go have more fun. So yeah, that's, that's my number three. Nice. All of that. I didn't, I didn't expect that one from you, but I love everything you said. And, um, as you were talking, I remember, yeah, you know, making this ear kit and kind of selling it. And then again, I forget the whole story, but like a department store is like, Hey, can you make us, you know, these, we want to sell them at our store. And now she's got to like fill an order for a thousand dollars worth. And, uh, what does she do? She just like, I'm going to figure this out. Like, awesome. This is scary. I'm diving in. And I think so many people are like, Oh no, like, no, no, I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. Right. And they kind of cut themselves off. It's like, yeah, no, no one fucking knows what they're doing. You say yes. And you figure if it's an alignment, right. You say yes. And you'll figure it out. So, um, I, I love everything you said too, about taking that step back. It's great. Um, my number three 
is Tess, Tess Bright. Mm. Our, our recent, uh, you know, th- this was kind of similar to me where you're like, I just love the conversation. This is, I just love this conversation of, I mean, her, the classic quit your corporate job and go after your dreams. I mean, I, I like, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I'll just say, I'll give her an honorable mention because she is legitimately on board about getting us any bathtub of chowder. So yeah, I love that. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's just so hype, but I think I, I don't typically, I used to listen to our episodes, I like the first five and I'm like, I can't <laughs> listen to myself all day, but, uh, I, I re-listened to this first 10 minutes and it was just so, I'm like, wow, we were really having a, a ton of fun in those first, you know, 10 minutes and, uh, and through the whole thing, but, uh, it was just such a fun conversation and to, you know, to, to be in that, that field of energy as she's like talking about her passion and quitting her job. And like, dude, you could see her like sitting up straight chest proud. And, um, she's like so much confidence in growing this, this business and her family business. And then having that extension of the hooked up, hooked up marketplace. Um, it was just such a fun conversation to have. And, and then kind of like, uh, like you said, or like I just said about Harper, um, like not totally sure, but she's going to figure it out. You know, like we're going to, we're going to start making chowder and we're going to start making soup and like, we're not really sure how, but we're going to figure out how, and they burned a batch and okay, we got to figure out what happened and what went wrong and all this stuff. Um, I just was so enraptured by the entire story, by the entire interview. I was just like, for me, it was just, and I think it's good timing too, right? Like having this evolution that I've had of going from having personal trainers to helping the corporate person to be able to talk to someone who's just recently done it in the last nine months to, to leave their corporate job and pursue their passion was just so much fun for me to even just, uh, to literally just be the interviewer and just ask questions. I just really loved it. And, um, I think that's, those are my favorite podcasts when I'm just like, Whoa, it's been an hour. Oh my God. And like, that's, I think what we're hoping too, when you guys listen, like we're hoping these are your favorite podcasts too, because, uh, when we get to be curious and ask questions and just kind of learn about people, um, like you said about Harper, uh, Harper made, uh, Amanda, <laughs> say, say her name. Um, same thing with Tess. Like I didn't know too much about her. So it was just a fun time for me to get curious and dive in with questions. And I just really, really enjoyed it. I love that. Uh, for me, that was a cool one. I like, I have no input on really what happened, like her transformation, but like watching from afar, because I did, I did meet her, I don't know, nine months ago. And we got to hang out for like, we were going to get beers for an hour and it was like three hours. And I was like, I remember texting you like, you got to meet this chick. Like Mm -hmm. there's just something about her, like the energy. And you, you felt that. And it, it kind of felt like, you know, a proud parent or whatever, like hearing her on the podcast and just like, going through the transformation. Like I knew she was going to do it like from talking to her and I didn't, I didn't give her any advice. We just chatted and like, you know, she was saying all these things and I'm like, it sounds like you have this figured out, you know, when she was thinking about leaving her job and whatever. And, um, that, you know, I think that's a cool moment where sometimes I imagine, you know, people listen to the podcast and are like, man, they did it. They did it. They have these things. Cause it's like, once people have done something, um, in some ways I wish we had done it before and after where it was like maybe a little uncertainty so that people could have seen. Um, cause I think what's cool is like, literally it, she just made it happen. Yeah. And it was, it's just the family business and just went after it. And like, that's such a cool story that like anyone could do that. But like on the podcast listening, if you, 
haven't listened to the episode, definitely go listen to the episode. You know, she even, I think I, I tried to ask like, what's the hard part? What's the negative part? And she's like, well, I don't know everything, but I'll figure it out. Yeah. She believes that. And that's awesome. Yeah. By the way, that's episode 47. And, uh, yeah. And, and that's the clip. That's our intro clip. That's the Instagram clip that we had that dudes pulled for us, but it's the perfect clip because she's like, there's no right time. I could always save a little more money. You know, all these things that you're just like, it's scary. It's totally scary. And you're sitting over there listening right now. And you're like, yeah, well, she had her family business she could go to, but, uh, you know, I've done the same thing and I didn't have a family business. I just went for my dreams. And there's a million of these stories, even Sergio, right? He's like, I'm just going to be a real estate agent. And he asked his friend to sell his house. And he just took that leap of faith and that risk and said, I'm going to figure this out. And what a cool common theme we're seeing right now. Just talking through this where it's like, you you guys got to believe in yourselves. And if you feel like if that's something you're missing in your life, um, then I would uh, shoot. Who was it? It was Teresa, which we might talk about in a second. Um, But it's that calculated risk. You know, calculated where you're, mm-hmm. yeah, you're, we don't want anyone living on the street going into major debt, but it, it's still a risk at the same time. Risk meaning it's probably scary. It's probably like very, a lot of uncertainty. I don't know if I'm going to do this, but, um, you know, that's when you really learn a lot about yourself. Like you said, um, personal development is business development. Uh, business development is personal development. When you're an entrepreneur, you're fast forwarding your human life experience because you're going to go through all this shit. You're gonna learn a lot about yourself. Mm. Um, so I love I love that reframing because it's the first thing that came to mind is like, you know, being an entrepreneur, you're gonna figure out what you're made of. You know, like it's easy to like imagine what you would do in tough situations, you know, and same with fitness, right? It's easy to think that like you would persevere, but what are you gonna do when the workout gets hard? What are you gonna do when, you know, maybe you gotta fire someone or you gotta have a difficult conversation? Um, and that's going to change you as a person. So I love that. I mean, how about this? I had a talk with a client today and, uh, this person wants to like, it's worried about, all right, I'm, I'm helping them develop their high ticket offer. Uh, and this is scary. Uh, and they're not sure if they want to spend all this time doing this. Uh, so instead they want to go back to their other safe job where they're an hourly, hourly employee, uh, at a spa and working 30 hours a week there. And it's like, well, you told me that these are your dreams and you want this for your family. She has kids. You want this for your family and you want all this stuff. Uh, but, but you won't, you're going to keep working at the spa. Like, how is that going to get you there? You know? So we're going to continue to do these same safe things. Where are you going to be in six months, six months, same place, same place. So yes, I know this is scary, but like you have this. And also you're so close and a lot, a lot of times we are so close, right? It's that classic picture of like digging through the dirt and the guy is like, right. He's like about to get to the diamonds, but he stops, he packs up his, his gear and he walks away while the other guy like, you know, keeps going and he's the one who will, whatever that image is, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, you're just, you don't know how close you are. And oftentimes it is that breakthrough is right after that breakdown. And it's like, just don't give up. Just don't give up. Cause this is like, Oh man, it's just, it's just, this is what we need. We need those breakdowns. I've had plenty of them and the breakthrough always comes right after, but we need that. It is like that test to see what are you made of? Do you really want this? Um, and let's see you go for it. Otherwise, yeah. So you could sit and do the comfortable thing, but nothing's going to change that way. 
All right. Why don't we do number two and then we could do some more honorable mentions. Perfect. And then the grand finale. Um, okay. My number two is Teresa. Ah, uh, so was mine. Uh, perfect. This one was cool. Uh, you know, it's, in, it's again, it's interesting reflecting on this cause I met her and then we got coffee for like ever and deuce happened to come to the same coffee shop. And, you know, I heard a lot of her story before the podcast. Um, and she's now become a really good friend. Um, someone I respect the big thing for me, and this is partly where I'm at in life. And this is actually going to like flow into my number one. Um, but she said, if it's not a fuck, yes, it's a fuck. No. And this isn't really a new thought or quote. Um, you know, some people, if it's not a hell, yes, it's a hell no. And I've kind of felt that before, but like, maybe it was just the timing or how she said it or the context, but like it really resonated and, you know, just really reflecting on my life, you know, anytime, and I've become more aware, like anytime I've, I, for me, it's like a sensation in my body when I like resist something, but I like, don't want to say no, or like, which kind of goes back into, you know, Steph Ganowski and, you know, Traver and just like, you know, be building something, know what you want, like have confidence, you know, it's either from worried about what other people think or what I'm supposed to do based on society. Um, and this is like something I'm, I've really been sitting with, especially the past two weeks and, um, setting goals for next year. I'm not just setting goals, but I am, um, essentially naming my year, um, or I'm going to create a theme, And I haven't figured exactly what that is, but as of right now, it's along the lines of like listening to my intuition, like trusting my energy. Um, because when I look back on any circumstance that like didn't go the way I wanted, or like, I was really unhappy. It's because like, before I did it, I knew I didn't want to do it, but I let for whatever reason, you know, um, it happened. And so, you know, that for me, and again, a lot of it probably has to do with the timing. I, I love the conversation with Teresa. I think she's great. Um, but that's something that's really, ever since she said it, it's just like been ingrained in my mind. Yeah. Love it. So true. And I love what you're saying about kind of naming your year and doing what feels good for you. I'm kind of going through similar things over here, reflecting. I haven't done a ton of prepping for the new year in a sense, and I've written down some goals, but um, I think it was just this morning kind of reflecting on, okay, like, yeah. What feels good for me? It, you know, that start, stop, continue exercise. Uh, you know, what should I stop doing? That's not a fuck. Yes. What should I start doing? That is a fuck. Yes. That excites me. Mm. Um, those types of things, but yeah, I love it. I just, Teresa, like we just vibe hard and we've gone snowboarding with her now. And it's just like, really just, these are fun conversations that we get to have. And it's not, you know, so serious. We get to have fun conversations and their deep conversations, which has been super cool. But at least as far as the podcast go, like she, I just felt like she touched on everything. And that's like kind of how I ended the podcast is like, I kind of wrote these things down that you said. Um, and I was like, am I missing anything? And she's like, yes, love show up with love. And that has resonated with me so much and it's fallen off. But like, I think when I was like, I've been up and down. I feel like this year, but I know in my up moments, like having that mantra that I show up with love everywhere, always, uh, was really powerful for me and I loved it. And I think I embody it now for sure. I could probably go back to it, but, um, yeah, just everything that she kind of stands for and everything she like, 
uh, did and, and her story. Uh, I just thought, I just really loved, um, again, I, obviously a lot of the people we have aren't in the typical nine to five job. Um, but just really resonating with her story, um, not following the, the typical path, um, and choosing what is right for her, what does feel best for her, not because someone else said it, but because that's what she wanted. Um, yeah, trusting that intuition and it's really worked out for her. So, um, just loved, just loved that podcast. That was episode 43, by the way. Teresa Giglio. Yeah, it's interesting. Something you just said reminded me. So like I, I started this project of, <clears throat> I was going to write every day for a year and I'm like 67 days in or something. And I was on the plane today and I was like, I haven't decided yet, but I'm like, do I really want to do this? Like, what am I getting out of it? And it's, it's kind of becoming like a thing that now I need to do. And it's like one more thing. And then I got to get to my work and it's becoming more and more often that it's like not high quality writing. And I'm like, you know, if we think of Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours, the thing most people get is the people who have 10,000 hours, it's 10,000 hours of what's known as deep work, Mm -hmm. right? Where it's, it's not just like, you know, you're, you're, you're a professional golfer. You're not just at the driving range, like swinging. It's like every swing is meticulous Mm -hmm. and perfect for 10,000 hours. And that's how you turn pro. And, you know, this quote kind of resonated with that. Like, why am I doing it? You know, and I've created this habit and I do want to get better at writing and I am going to write a book one day. And I'm like, I could just stick with once a week and make it really, really fucking good. Mm. And yeah. So, so I'll just thought I'd bring that up. Cause like, it doesn't have to necessarily be, you know, like one decision is I moved across the country from Fort Collins, Colorado to Clemson and took a job, which at one point was my dream job. But before I had an interview, I knew they were going to give it to me and I knew I didn't want it Mm -hmm. and I took it anyways. And that led to a whole year of, you know, kind of, uh, misery, but again, I won't, I don't regret anything. It led me to where I am today, but like, it's just funny looking back on that, but I bring up the blog just to say like, it doesn't have to be, you know, a huge life choice. Yeah. I think there's, I go down a whole new podcast with this, but like, there's that balance of, um, you know, did you really try it? Are you not good at this or do you not like Mm -hmm. it? And, but like you, I got a, I got a real coming in. Oh baby. Um, but yeah, it's like, uh, I think what you said, what is this getting me? You know, if you're like, yeah, I want to grow my business and Instagram is my favorite social media platform. So I want to be consistent and you've done it for a month and you're like, this is really difficult. Like, yeah, you're probably still learning it. But like, you want, you want to grow your business via Instagram. Like then this is Instagram. This is the thing you got to learn. Um, and for you, yeah, you can reflect on that and be like, is this writing really, you know, maybe it's not a fuck yes, but is this like getting me, you know, if you were writing your book, if you're writing some novel, then yeah, you probably would stick with it. You probably would right. push through it and write every day. Cause now, now it's like a time thing. And it's just like yeah. this other thing that's not really moving the needle, you know? And it's, it's likely rather than just doing it because I said I was going to write for a year, it's like, okay, I probably could just write once a week or twice a week and it could be better and more intentional. So yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, okay. Some honorable mentions. Yeah, let's do it. Um, okay. Uh, Rachel Musial, Musial. Yeah. Musial. I think that's the first time I've ever said it. Speech with Rach. Connections with Rach. Rach Now say, yeah. Um, Uh, yeah, she's on mine. I know what it is too. 
Yeah. Meditation is prehab. Yep. And it's something I use, uh, on a regular basis. And I think there's so many things, right? What does it mean to be happy and live a happy life? Um, well, I'll, I'll I'll give another honorable mention after that. Cause I think that, um, there's something important to be said there, but all of these things are prehab fitness is prehab. Meditation is prehab. Journaling is prehab, you know, um, sharing your feelings with your friends, like not just when shit hits the fan, not just when you're unhappy, Mm -hmm. like you got to do this. It's a practice. Everything is a practice. It's all a practice. Um, and she, she just said it so eloquently. Um, so I love that. It's like prehab the same way in a gym, you use certain exercises to prevent injury. Um, this isn't going to, you know, prevent bad things from happening, but it's going to help you handle them better when they do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I wrote. And that's stuck with me. And we've, I think we've said it a bunch of times on future episodes on this podcast. Um, and I love Rachel and we talk all the time. She lives in Spain now, but we still chat. And, uh, again, just another person to have really amazing conversations with really that growth minded and, um, reflecting, um, on these things in life and yeah, life gets hard. You know what we say it's, uh, life gets hard, but you can make choices for yourself. And, uh, we're just always having those conversations, uh, and some business conversations, which is always fun for me. Um, so, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's like, obvious. I knew you're going to have that because, um, we talk about all the time and it's, and it's pivotal. And like you said, it's all the other things too, not just, not just the journaling and meditation, but all the things that we talk about, um, is the prehab. So yeah, you're better able to handle, handle life and the stresses and the crap that comes your way. Love it. Other one I'll say is Ben. I can't pronounce his last name from Jewelski. Jewelski. So 29. I'm such a visual person. Um, it's hard for me cause I think about it D Z like the words rather than just like saying it. Um, the big thing that stuck out is we asked him if he was happy and he said, yes, he's happy. And we said, and then I believe you asked is happiness a choice. And he sat there and I love that he paused to contemplate it. And I can't remember exactly how we phrased it, but essentially he said, um, happiness. He's like, I don't think you ever arrive at complete happiness. It's a pursuit, right? Like I think about the pursuit of happiness and I love that. And I bring that up because you know, we're going to do an episode on happiness as a choice. What does that mean? Has that changed? What has changed? Like all the details, but, um, I think, you know, we definitely have gotten some pushback and I think people who do pushback, um, only see it at face value. And I can, I can understand their perspective of like, Oh, happiness is a choice. Um, well, that's not always, you know, sometimes life happens to you. Like you can't control everything. Um, but I agree. Like you're never, you're never like good. You're never like, Oh, I'm there. And so I love how we frame that of like, and I'm in full agreement. And, and to me, that's what we mean by happiness is a choice. It's a pursuit, but you got to choose to stay on that pursuit every single day. It's like, what's that quote? I think JJ Watt, but there's a bunch of people that might be credited to it where it's like, um, Oh man, it's about rent being due every day. Oh yeah. S- something isn't leased. It's, isn't owned its least yeah, yeah. do every day. Um, success or something like that. I think that's yeah. Success, success isn't owned its least and rents do every day. Yeah. Something like that. And it it's, it's the same thing. You got to show up every day and that's what we mean by 
happiness is a choice. It's like all these things we talk about, all these things we interview our guests on is like, you could choose to like, Hey, this is hard. This sucks. I'm going to take a step. Hey, this is hard. This sucks. I'm going to get in the sun. Hey, this is hard. This sucks. I'm going to go move today. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean it's going to like magically wave along a wand. Um, but yeah, so Ben, because happiness, you'll never arrive, but you can make choices to continue to pursue it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That was a good one. He was on mine too. And, uh, kind of mentioned it with the goals, but, uh, you know, that was just a great conversation. He was kind of one of those people who is always a true entrepreneur from when he was a little kid selling rocks. Uh, and that was just a fun conversation. We were at the CrossFit games that week. So, uh, again, just a great memory, but, um, yeah, I love that. I love that. I've been talking about that a lot. And, and I had a question from one of my clients, um, which I won't get too deep into, but I, I kind of said that I was like, well, we never arrive. We know, and that is the cliche, like it's the journey, not the destination because you get the raise and then you want the next raise. You like, you get married and then you know what? You're having fights with your, you find the perfect person, you get married, but now you're having fights. Now you have kids and they're like, it's, it's always like, oh, this dream life that I could have. But then you get there and you get the things and it, there's still problems, right? So it's, it's always this constant um, adjusting and seeing what's working and um, rolling with it, rolling with the punches. Um, nice. I'll do, uh, let's see, I'm looking at my list here. I'll, I'll give my final, um, notable mention. Uh, I got to throw a Cole Lawson for the big part of just like the importance of community, the importance of your friends and family and just having people to talk to. And like, I, I hate to use the, like the cliche terms nowadays, but like the, the normalizing of that let's normalize telling our best friend, I love you and telling them, Hey, I'm not doing well, you know? And so that person can turn to you and give their support and too much. We're just doing all this stuff alone and we don't have to. And there are people out there. And I know, again, I speak from my own position and I know it's a lot tougher for some people. Um, but there's people out there and that's why there's the, you know, those suicide hotlines and stuff, even those people, they're there for you to listen. Uh, there's people who do care about, your happiness and your health and you being alive and all that stuff. And his big thing in that episode was that community and, or not that community, but any community, any talking, talking to anyone and just, just telling how your feelings, how you feel. If you're not doing well, talk to someone, don't hide it. Um, and, and the big difference that that can make for someone, even just to, for yourself to get it off your chest, but even just for someone just to lend an ear, you don't have to solve all their issues. You just be there to listen. And that can be enough. I love it. I love it. All right. Drum roll. Should we say it at the same time? Sure. Either. Three, <laughs> two, one, Amelia. Amelia. <laughs> Boom. Episode 44. Yep. 45. Was it 44? Uh I wrote down 44, but I don't. I wrote down 45. Now, nah, whatever. Anyway, hit it, Taylor. Uh, 45, 45, 45, 45. 45. Um, I win. This episode changed my life. Um, human design has changed my life. And it's really just empowered me to be me. And this really ties into like everything we have taught and learned and um, 
you know, it's kind of just given me permission to like all the things I knew that was true about me, um, to just like lean into. And that's why, you know, I said naming this year, it's like, I know what to do. I've always known what to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Matt, you always say this, we're born into a cult, a cult of our parents' beliefs, society, the people around us, expectations, you know, the friends we had, what part of uh, town we grew up in, what part of the country, what part of the world. And you, you know, <clears throat> you spend your first 18, 20 years in this cult and the rest of the time it's unlearning. Or as one of my favorite podcast hosts says, it's time to unfuck yourself. And that's your responsibility. And I feel like I've been doing that, especially I would say the past five years, an incredible amount in the past two years, Matt and I've had a lot of conversations about how hard the growth is. Um, and you know, again, this ties into the Traver stuff, always be building something, right. Just show up authentically yourself and it's actually attractive. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's the cool thing about human design. Um, and at the same time, um, you know, I'm a projector and if you want to, if you want to hear more, definitely go listen to that episode. We're not going to dive into like what human design is. Um, but it doesn't define me at the same time. You know, it's like the things that I knew were true about me. Now I like, I have a name for them and I can like understand them. Um, and I, I'm like, it's like powerful, like knowing who I am and like, I've always kind of known it, you know, and it's even interesting. I'm, I'm going through a coaching program with Amelia and there are other projectors. So we're all the same type and some stuff resonates, some stuff doesn't. And I remember she asked me a question, um, on one of the calls, she's like, have you always been this way? And I was like, uh, can you be specific? Cause I'm, I'm, I don't want to answer that. <clears throat> and it seems like I've found a way to better manage certain things. Um, so I have kind of figured it out, which I, I think other people are struggling. Um, but I think what's even more powerful is like human design aside is like just realizing that like you get to be you and like these, you know, invisible, you know, chains that are put on you are like, you get to decide if they're there or not, you know? And so this was, this was a cool episode. It was definitely cool. Like I'm, uh, I'm obsessed with human design. I'm learning more. I would love to do it with my clients. Um, but it's really hits, hits home too you know, I, I believe everyone's meant to be a leader. I believe before you can lead others, you need to lead yourself before you can lead yourself. You need to know yourself. And like the deeper I'm getting into the work that I'm doing, the more that I interview people, like the power of like really knowing who you are. And that's why that quote I read earlier about unfuckwithable confidence. Like when you really, really know who you are and what you want, all you have to do is just continue to say yes to that. Um, so yeah, I could probably go on and on and on and mm-hmm. on, but, um, yeah, I'm super grateful to have met her. Yeah. You've been, uh, working with her. So you have definitely have dove, dove a little bit deeper and I would love to work with her. I'm kind of waiting for the thing you're doing to do it for, for my, uh, human design. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, we, this is what we talk about all the time. Like knowing thyself, we talked about with Teresa, like, is it a fuck yes or fuck no? Well, it's hard to know what's a fuck yes. If you, if you're not really sure what's a fuck yes, you know? Um, so constantly questioning, you know, what that is and human design is just, I mean, there's science behind it. There's quantum physics. There's all these other ancient wisdoms behind it that makes it very real. Like this is not really a guessing game here. This is like 
very real. And like you said, you, the power of you, like, oh, I've always known this is true. Now I could put a name to it. That's really creating that awareness that now allows you to take action on that thing with confidence. And I think that's the big thing. We're like, oh, this feels good, but are we sure? Because this guy's doing it this way and this person's doing it this way. And it's like, no, this is what's right for me. And yeah, it's just that know thyself is so powerful. Before we started recording, or we were recording, but before we started the podcast, um, you know, I was journaling on some things that's been going through my mind. And uh, like I said, at the start of this podcast, having had a lot of alcohol and that doesn't <laughs> always leave me feeling the best the next day, um, really having a lot of doubts and, and reconsidering some things, but from Amelia, and this is why I love that podcast. This is also why I love Teresa's podcast, by the way, because I had an aha moment with Teresa when I was like, I've been meditating like to find myself or to like to fix myself. And that's not how you're supposed to meditate, right? I, I had that aha moment, which is part of why she was number two. And then Amelia, you know, I got to like, let her coach me for a little bit. Um, and, and understanding that like, yeah, Matt, you're like very much more emotional, like on these highs, on these lows, don't make decisions on the highs, don't make decisions on the lows. And wow, I was journaling this morning and I'm like, oh, I'm in a pretty big low right now from the drinking and all this stuff. Let's not make a decision. Let's just let it be. I will work through this. Um, and because that's who I am, that's part of my human design. In a few days, I'm going to be feeling much more leveled out, much better. I won't, obviously won't be drinking. So all the things will start to align. I'll feel much better and be able to make a better informed decision with all the things that are going inside my head. So yeah, I think that's just why for me, it was number one, because for one, you know, I had just nice kind of mini breakthrough, got to get coached a little bit. Um, but also just a, a very, uh, a very clear way to know yourself better through human design. And, uh, to just kind of bring this whole podcast, we can wrap it up. Uh, all the stuff we've been like kind of hinting at this stuff throughout, but you know, some of the top things I wrote this in the corner of my notes over here. Um, but all these people, like, so like we constantly talk about journaling and meditating and it's not just Taylor and I spouting out this crap. Every guest we bring on, I would say 90% of them talk about this stuff, right? We mentioned community with Cole, but maybe inadvertently, a lot of people talk about community too, and having a support system. Like no one does this stuff alone. We're all leaning on each other. Um, fitness, we've touched that already. Um, communication, right? I would say communication with yourself kind of goes in with the journaling and meditating, but communication mm -hmm. with your community on the outside. Um, and then finally being yourself. And that was kind of my final note. We're like, all these people, you know, we're all struggling with it. No one's perfect. We're all still figuring out ourselves, right? Do we arrive? But knowing yourself and then being yourself, not letting other people tell you how you're supposed to act and how you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to show up in this world, but to be yourself. And that's when you start attracting this abundance and all this goodness. Um, and all that just ties under this beautiful umbrella. I'm sure I've missed a few things, but those are kind of my notes, but uh, all this ties under this beautiful umbrella of happiness being a choice. You can choose to journal meditate. You can choose to find a community that can support you. If you don't have one, you can go find one. You can choose who you hang out with and who you talk to. You can choose to show up for yourself and do fitness and have an exercise routine and sleep and eat well. Uh, you can choose to communicate poorly. You can choose how you respond to things. And you can choose 
to be yourself and you can choose to find out who that person really is. You can ask yourself better questions day in and day out when things are going wrong. Not why me, but how is this serving me? And all those things, right? Everything we talk about. So I think it was just really cool to reflect on all these episodes and kind of be like, what, what's some common themes? It's like, yeah, you know, Taylor and I have kind of discussed off, off air about like the tenets of living happy life. And it's a lot of these things kind of fall in there. Um, and I think as you continue to listen to us and listen to modern happiness, um, kind of creating that awareness, like people might not say it right on the surface, but what are they saying? You know, these people do have communities. They do have fitness routines. Uh, uh, they're, they're understanding to be more themselves. They're people are always mentioning journal meditating. Right. Um, and yeah, if you want to live a happier life, I would recommend implementing these things. Awesome. I got two last thoughts based on what you just said. Um, you know, being yourself, this is something I learned from Amelia. She actually kind of challenged me a little bit. <clears throat> Part of being a projector is, you know, it's different from, you know, a lot of people in the world and how I show up and needing more rest um, and kind of listening to that. And, you know, as I was talking about why or when I didn't, you know, basically it was because I felt like I needed to explain to other people or get them to understand. And, you know, essentially, and this is actually, I'm spilling all the beans on my 21 things I learned this year, but uh, you don't owe anyone an explanation for saying no, or for not, you know, living up to the status quo or whatever. It's hard. It's not always easy, but you don't owe anyone an explanation. So um, you can just say no. And secondly, this, this is a cool, quick story. Um, while I was in Florida, I got to uh, meet with one of my clients who we started working together, I think in February of last year. Um, and he went through my, my 12 week program. And then we've been doing, you know, calls every month still. And I've actually never met him in person. So this was cool. We got lunch, grabbed a beer. And I, I was just asking him, I was like, what do you feel like has been the most impactful thing? Um, and from a, a broader standpoint, he said communication and consistency, but he was like, the one thing is journaling, which blew my mind. This guy is like a VP at a bank, high level CEO, very successful. And he said, journaling. And he said, journaling is the only time you can have a productive conversation with yourself. Mm. <laughs> he said, any other time it's in your own head. And that's never a good place to be because either you're stressed or you're emotional or whatever. And if you don't ever journal, you can never have a conversation with yourself. And that's the most important conversation you'll have. And I was like, whoa, blown away. That was awesome. um, but that was a really cool perspective that I haven't thought about journaling in that way. So I just thought I would share. Yeah, I love that. I mean, it literally just happened to me today, right? I, I, in your own head, it's happening very fast. You're not really reflecting on the words and you're just going down this downward spiral into the fucking depths of your negativity and shit. Uh, and being able to journal this morning, which I hadn't since Christmas Eve. So I was like, shit, it's been four days and it's not helping to my stress and anxiety right now. So I'm journaling and being able, it, it comes out slower. You can read it, you pause, kind of, um, you let the words flow, but it is a slower process. And, and yeah, being able to stop and being like, um, I had that realization of what Amelia said. And I realized I'm like, wow, I'm in this low. It's like, dude, so stop feeding this because this is exactly what Amelia said, right? Like you're, you, you don't make decisions here. So I'm like, okay, I got to like stop and reflect where again, if it's in just in my head, 
even when I go for a walk to clear my head, quote unquote, uh, it's just a rambling, again, the negativity, the downward spiral where, yeah, you get to slow down with journaling. And, and I love that you really do. You really are able to have a conversation with yourself um, as opposed to that, that downward spiral. So it's awesome. Yes. Um, <clears throat> awesome. This is great. Just as always so grateful for all you listeners. Um, thanks. Thanks for listening to us. Thanks for supporting us. Yeah. We hope uh, you'll hear this in the new year. Hope you've had a happy new year. Hope 2022 is incredible. If you want help with anything, you know, Taylor and I are here from you here for you, you know, deuces too. Um, Taylor and I obviously help a lot of people with some of this stuff, um, depending on where you're at, but just reach out, you know, we're not here to sell you on anything that you don't need. Uh, our mission is to, you know, serve people and help them live their happiest life. Uh, really that's what it is uh, the, the broadest scale of things. And so if you're just feel like you could be a little happier, uh, you know, that's what we're here for. If you want a complete life change, we're also here for that too. Uh, so just don't be afraid to reach out. Uh, we love you all so much. Um, you're doing great. Keep up the great work. The fact that you listen to this, the fact that you ask yourself questions, um, is huge. That's huge. And so give yourself grace, give yourself a pat on the back, tell yourself how fucking awesome you are. Cause it's true. And yeah, we love you until next time guys. All right. Peace. Peace.